Hi, I'm Sir Paul McCartney, and you are listening to the Robros Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Beatles Month, hey! Beatles hey, month. welcome to Beatles Month, ah! Oh, hey, Beatles Month! It's Beatles uh, Month! It's Beatles, Beatles month. month! It's Beatles Month on the Disney Channel! <laughs> oh, this is uh, kind of our opening ceremony where we're going to rank every single Beatles album. Yeah, so, um, hopefully, if those this goes well, we've already done Billy Joel. This is, of course, our opening ceremony of ranking the Beatles. If this goes well, hopefully we'll do other artists that we like. I think I had the next choice. Yeah, Mitchell's next choice. We've kind of broken it down where everyone gets a choice of artist. Then we, as the brothers, jump into the discography and rank it. Um, this month, uh, I was lucky enough that we are going with an artist of my choosing. Which is, like we've been saying, The Beatles, my favorite band of all time. True. I grew um, up with them, I can tell you. So for, for this fan. month, uh, we'll have five podcasts hopefully going out. Uh, four Beatles ones, one each week this month, uh, October. Um, and then hopefully we'll have a Halloween special. Yes, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now. There we go. Oh, I'm so excited, guys. You have no idea. I, 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 I love talking about the Beatles. Um, so I, I wanted to start off like just so the audience knows what our level of um, experience with the Beatles or experience listening to the Beatles is. Uh, for, for me, I've been listening to the Beatles uh, since we were super young, young kids. I've been obsessed with the Beatles. Um, if there's anything that's uh, my main obsession in life it is the beatles i know i i know everything um i've listened to all these albums multiple times many times over not only the uk albums but the us albums um they're the main part of my record collection i oh i i don't know i i've i've watched every movie i've listened to almost every interview you can find on youtube it's just that's my thing what about you thomas uh so you know i've i've enjoyed the beatles music since i was young you know listened to a few of the the songs here or there um never really sought them out too much um then around two years ago i kind of got really into music uh listened to a bit more um and then when we came up with this idea a few months ago I started on a quest to listen to all the albums and familiarize myself with them and get like a really good basis. So I I basically attempted to do what Matthew's been doing his whole life in the span of like two months. Uh, mm-hmm. So here I am. Uh, uh, let's see uh, my knowledge level. Okay, Mitchell. Right. So uh, I've always, I mean, I've always enjoyed a decent amount of Beatles songs. I've really only listened to the one album. I, yeah. I've only heard all of the albums very, very recently. Yeah. 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 Within two days. <laughs> yeah. I decided I wanted to be a part of this. So, so I just 
I just did it. I right, well, have a written list. So you know? basically, on our levels of expertise, we've got Matthew with years and years and years of uh, knowledge on these albums, me with a couple of months, and Mitchell with a couple of hours. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. We are very happy to have Mitchell here with us. Um, all the Robros here. It really makes this special. Um, when Thomas does his ultimate combination list thing, like he did for the last one, I'm here to throw it off. I think we're Ooh. all going to throw it off. I yes. think all three of us are going to have wildly different rankings. I don't know. I I was telling Mitchell before we started the podcast um, that I think I know the general, like broad, uh, broad ranking of both of your lists. I think like the certain eras or something, maybe, maybe I know them. And I wish I wrote down like my predictions ahead of time. But uh, I think I know, but I feel like Mitchell may surprise me. And I, there's certain albums, like full albums, I don't know what your feelings are, Thomas. So I'm prepared to be surprised. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw a big wrench into this. I don't know. There is something I did notice about my ranking that's, rankings that's really funny now that I've created this spreadsheet to look at the composites um, that I'll mention uh, later, like after it's all done, you know, when I give my number one. Um, yeah. Because it's okay. really funny and not intentional at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I also want to say to the audience, so they know ahead of time, this is a part one of this ranking. I have a feeling it's going to be rather long. So we were going to break it up into two parts. So we'll do uh, the first however many. We'll let you know part two's over. We'll then switch right into part one or part two. And then which will be tonight for us. <laughs> so we'll know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just so you guys know ahead of time, I can't wait to do this ranking. This is just so exciting for me. Ah, geez. Let's just jump into it. Let's, let's just jump. But before we do, hit that subscribe button and that like button. And make oh, sure to ring boy, that little that bell crazy. so you don't miss out on notifications. That is so true. This is not going to... This does not work for this at all because YouTube is the one and make, platform we have not uploaded any of these. Make sure to check to make sure you're subscribed because some people get unsubscribed. Maybe we make should. Sure, make sure you leave a five-star rating and leave a video response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave a video response if you think we should upload the podcasts to YouTube. Um, yeah, leave yes. some five star reviews though. Actually, rate us five stars. Like he was joking about that, but you know, it would, it would really help out the podcast if you rated it five stars. That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. So, Mitchell, do you want to start us off with your bottom? Okay. Oh. I don't think this one's going to be very controversial. Okay. Uh, Yellow submarine. Ah, okay. All it's right. not because it's like awful to listen to or anything, it's just not really. It's kind of silly, like you would expect for being the movie soundtrack. Although all you need is love. That was good. Uh, <laughs> I I will say, uh, sorry to butt in, um, but since Mitchell said Yellow Submarine, I like to give the a little background information, like with Billy Joel. So Yellow Submarine came out on January 13th of 1969, and it peaked at number two on the Billboard Top 200. And number two. Sorry, oh. keep going, Mitchell. Uh, wow, okay, that's a little passive-aggressive. Let's go. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be. <laughs> well, I mean, I I guess I can pull it up right here. It just didn't really excite me all that much. It was just a little too silly. For, okay. Just for an album for listening silly. to. I'm sure the movie would be alright to watch. But just yeah, then- it's not something I would put on to listen to, you know? And that's, that's kind fair. of how I'm judging this is... I don't know a lot about the history or the movies or anything, so it's really just based on, do I want to sit down and listen to this? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Buckle up, because I'm about to go on a bit of a a silly little rant here. Uh My bottom also is Yellow Submarine. (laughs) Okay, okay. I feel like that's going to be a bit of a pattern here. Um, just a little suspicion I have. Um, <laughs> Yellow Submarine, I think, contributes the least out of any Beatles album to like mm-hmm. the Beatles as a whole. Um, which, to be fair, in a way, it's not even real. It doesn't. It, it's not even like fair to list it, rank it among the other albums, uh, because half of the album is literally just the backing, uh, like the soundtrack for the movie, like. Like, it's not, like, they're instrumental music to go in the background of the movie, and they, they sound like they come out of, like, like Star Trek mixed with a bit of Star Wars, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. It's the time period. So it, it's, it's okay soundtrack music, I guess. It's not, like, something I'd seek out, though. Um, yeah. It, it's not the most interesting, and it doesn't really help the album much. Uh and also, like, the two big standout, like, really good songs in this album, Yellow Submarine and All You Need Is Love, uh, which I think All You Need Is Love might be my favorite on this album. Um, okay. They're both from other albums. They're, this, they're not even from this album, so the, the two big main songs in this album, this album isn't even, like, the one that originated them. So it's not really bringing too much from the table. There's only two things I think this album really adds of value. Mm. That's the song mm. Hey Bulldog, which I really like. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I really like the instrumental version of Yellow Submarine at the end of this album. I, I think it does a really good job of like tying this album together, like like creating a little little Yellow Submarine sandwich, as well as it's just nice to get a, like, a little instrumental version of a song there. It's a nice little thing. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... I'm not. I'm not gonna do any any fanfare here. Uh, Yellow Submarine is my last place as well. Um, <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> not a big surprise. Yeah, uh, Thomas, I completely agree. Yellow Submarine, all you need is love. They both come from other albums. Um, all you need is love, of course, was a single that came out. So, not only was it on uh, Magical Mystery Tour, but it also was released as a single beforehand. Uh, so. There's other places that you could get it added nothing. Uh, Yellow Submarine. Um, the song itself, I will say right now, I am not a fan of the song Yellow Submarine. I do not really like that song, nor have I ever really liked that song. Um, and I think I may get more into that when we get to Revolver. I'll save my rant on Yellow Submarine. Um, my favorite song on this is... Um, Hey Bulldog. That's that's a fair one. That's a fair one. I I think I think Hey Bulldog, um, 
is a really fantastic song and it i i I think if it were on a different album it would um be uh, a standout on any of the other albums this is my only song on this album that i gave five stars i rated all of them from one to five and this is the only one on this album to get five uh, I will say my least favorite song from the album is only a northern song. I've never really been able to get into it. Um, and Yellow Submarine at least has the cultural impact that it does to raise it slightly above only a northern song. And Ringo. We all I love forgot, Ringo. Oh, sorry, sorry. Love Ringo. I forgot to mention my least favorite. Uh, my least favorite song on the album is probably Sea of Holes, but like actually the actual like not like just soundtrack song mm-hmm. is uh, uh same thing only a northern song yeah yeah um yeah good on you george martin for getting uh on an entire half of a beatles record but i don't really count this as a full album in their discography anyways but it's a part of uh all the lists that come out so here it is Right, all right. So, back to Mitchell, I guess? Miguel. Okay, so... Uh-oh. Um, um, <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know how to say this. Okay. But my, my number 12 is actually Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay, I, go. I, it, I'm not trying to say it's bad or anything. I love that they experimented <laughs> around and all. It just wasn't for me. Oh. Any any uh, specific songs stand out to you as one that you didn't really enjoy? or? <laughs> I think it's easier to just say I liked with a little help from my friends and I'm alright <laughs> with when I'm 64. Those are good. Uh, what did you think of the song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? I don't hate it. Don't love <laughs> okay. it. It's alright. Alright. I, I don't know. It's uh, just not my kind of music. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That is, that is true. The true. You guys know my kind of music, and everyone else will know on the next one. But <laughs> Alright. Cool. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me. Sure. There really sure. isn't bad stuff for the most part with the Beatles. Uh, I agree. I agree, and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, this brings me to the next point, because from here on outwards, I really love all the albums, and I think there's stuff that I would re-list to, except for maybe this number 12 one, which is one okay. I'm just kind of... It's good, but it's probably not one I'm going to re-listen to any uh, time okay. soon. And that is, uh, this one, I think it's going to throw a wrench into uh, Matthew's predictions, maybe. It's A Hard Day's Night. Oh, okay. I I really want to hear your reasoning for this. So, I really love all of these Beatles albums. This one was way harder to do than the Billy Joel rankings, in my opinion. It was just really tough to rank these. But this one, I found, like, A Hard Day's Night, um, I enjoyed the album, but it just didn't really stick out to me as much as the other Beatles albums. I, I don't know what it is, but like, 
I really can't think of like other than a hard day's night and like can't buy me love, which probably listened to can't buy me love like a million times as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Like uh, drive it and like with our, with our dad. Um, but like other than those two songs, uh, which I know because I've heard them a lot, I, none of these songs really stick out to me as well uh, as I think they should. And I, I don't know why it just, the song doesn't stick with me as well as I, that's and interesting. Uh, I I yeah. I'll say now. Uh, a hard day's night came out in on June twenty sixth, nineteen sixty four, and um, this was kind of the first um, American release that they also had a hard day's night album. So if you guys didn't know, um, the U.S. Uh, the Beatles were signed to Capitol. Uh, but in the UK, they were on Parlophone um, with EMI and all of that. So they were releasing albums over in the UK. And then there were different albums coming out in the US. A Hard Day's Night was released as a movie soundtrack over in America, here in America, where we're from. So it peaked at number one on the Billboard 200. But that was the US soundtrack. Um, but anyways... Uh, I also wanted to let you guys know a little fun fact. A Hard Day's Night was the first album released by the Beatles where every single song was written by um, John and Paul. Every single song. I think I actually read something about that. I did minimal... I I did actually did a little research. That's actually interesting that George didn't write a single song for this. Yes. Wow. Uh, I, at least I don't believe so. I don't believe because he sings on uh, "Happy Just to Dance with You," but I don't believe he wrote that. I believe this is all Lennon and McCartney um, pens. Uh, let me let me just double check while we have the Google right here. Um, but I'm pretty certain this is all coming from. Yes, it is. Um, and I'm happy just to dance with you. Uh, was George's song, but, uh, or wait, hold on, sorry. Yeah, yep, George's song, but written by Lennon and McCartney. Um, not sure why George didn't write a song for this. It was still early on where he wasn't writing as much, and they were probably preparing for a movie, so he didn't really contribute as much as um he would have his one song, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite song on this album is tell me why. And my least favorite is I'll cry instead. And I have, n- I do not remember how I'll cry instead goes. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, listen, no, there's that's... a lot of Beatles songs. I've listened to a ton of them. So there's definitely a lot of them that I uh, have that I don't remember. Um, and uh-huh. a lot of that's on a hard day's night because that's just this album was kind of like that for me but i think it's a good sign that uh my second to last album is one that i don't have too much to say about it because that just goes to show the rest of these i love a lot like this is Mm -hmm. a good list of albums and i think from here it goes up a a lot so yeah all right i'll pass it over to you matthew all right so i don't think this is gonna be too much of a shock to you guys with my ranking again i think i think this goes without say i love every album in this ranking um yellow submarine is i i don't fully count it 
but so every album released by the Beatles themselves, they had where they had a hand in it. I love. Um, so my number twelve is their uh, debut album, "Please Please Me." Um, so this was released March twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Um, of course, this album was before they were in America, so this did not make it to the Billboard charts. Um, it wasn't until uh, the album Introducing the Beatles came out on VJ Records that they had their debut. Um, and even then, um, that album didn't really make a stir. It wasn't until Meet the Beatles came out um, that Beatlemania really started here in the States. Um, so Please Please Me was really a UK album, what they had, and it wasn't until really the 80s that we as Americans started hearing um, this music on CD or uh, cassette tapes, possibly. Um, I love this album, and I think it has all the rawness from the Beatles live um, like their early live days this is all the rawness put into one album um because this was recorded in pretty much one day one evening maybe two evenings at most they recorded this one day well 13 hours straight yeah 13 hours they recorded this entire album um and it was pretty much live they were recording all the instruments at the same time um Fantastic, fantastic uh, album. Uh, of course, Twist and Shout, which is uh, a staple. Almost the Beatles cover is more popular than the original. Um, was recorded at the very end of that 13-hour session. Um, and it's a great song. My personal favorite is I Saw Her Standing There, which is uh, an early penned Lennon-McCartney song from really early years they were playing this song in hamburg uh such a fantastic that's my favorite one um i of course love please please me uh which was uh, one of their first singles their top or one of their number one hit singles um mitchell you would have heard this on their number one hits album right please please me is on there I'm or no sure. is it it should yeah. be on should be um of course uh do you want to know a secret with george is another good song oh it's not um, on. it's not on there that's his first one right do you want to know a secret yes yep um well, it's not on the one album at least ringo has boys which of course is a cover um a taste of honey is fantastic uh, a great ballad, a great introduction to Paul McCartney and his, uh, his, his style, his suave rock and roll style that you really uh, get a taste of later in their later years. Um, there's, it's really hard to pick a least favorite on the album, um, but I, I'm not the biggest fan of Love Me Do as a single but it's not my least favorite it has so much history behind it 
Um, so I'll probably say Baby It's You is my least favorite, but I, I do like that song. This just, the reason why it's so low is they haven't quite hit their sound yet. They haven't hit the Beatles sound. They're sounding like um, if you were to put on any boy band, boy group, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll refrain from saying boy band because so many people get up in arms when you call the Beatles a boy band. But <laughs> all the bands at the time, they kind of were sounding it still had that early, that late 50s sound the dion and the belmonts kind of uh buddy holly and the crickets all of that it has that that sound to it so they don't they haven't quite developed into their uniqueness but it is a piece of history that i love that's good all right mitchell Let's hear your number. What is it? 11. So, uh, getting controversial again. Okay. My number 11 is uh, The Beatles. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, again, there just wasn't a lot in here that really spoke to me. And I, I listened to a bunch of them just it's to a try long to be one. sure. Yeah. I, I even listened to Revolution 9, and believe me, it was not. Dion so, and the Belmonts, or, you're, uh, you know, Buddy Holly. You're, you're, you're telling me in the limited amount of time you had to listen to the songs, one of the ones you chose to listen to was Revolution 9. You told me to. Of course. <laughs> of course, everyone has to listen to it. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> All right, well, the White oh, Album came out yeah. on November 22nd, 1968, and it also peaked at number one. Yeah. What, were you going to say something else, Mitchell? No, I was just going to point out, I enjoyed listening to the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. You liked that one? Yeah. Good, good, good. Yes. Uh, Yoko is on that song. Oh. Uh, it's the, not something I would sit down and listen to, but it was fun. If, if you listen to the, hey, Bungalow Bill, what did you kill? That's Yoko in there. Okay. <laughs> There's always the classic Obladi Oblada, which is yes. I enjoy it. It's so tough when I've spent like the last few weeks of my life just surrounded by Beatles to be hearing you talking about this album and want to jump in and say my opinions, but like fighting your opinions. Well, it's probably going to be a while before you get to this one. You could you could say your opinions. Just you know, you don't have to. uh, You you know, just don't reveal your rankings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, I don't think it's bad. It's just not for me. All right. Well, then, Thomas, go ahead and uh, break my heart. um, I actually am not going to break your heart uh, because my number 11 is your number 12. Please, please me. (laughs) All right, all right. And you know what? Another thing we share in common-ish here is my least favorite song in this album is probably Love Me Do. Yeah, the harmonica kind of gets on my nerves. Um, but my favorite is P.S. I Love You. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention that is a standout. I love that song. Absolutely wonderful song. I, I do Absolutely really, amazing. <laughs> I do really, really love this album. Um, but I don't think it's as strong as many of the other albums, uh, Beatles albums. And I definitely don't think the Beatles have come into... Like, you know, obviously it's the first album, so they haven't really come into themselves. They haven't, like, become the Beatles yet, really. 
it's it's still just too early, I think. Um, and it, it definitely, uh, it's almost close to what A Hard Day's Night is for me, but it has just so many good standout songs in it um, that, you know, P.S. I Love You, Ask Me Why, Do You Want to Know a Secret, uh, you know, Twist and Shout, Please Please Me, all these are like songs that are just so phenomenally good. So it, I do really it, like this album. If you really enjoy the the 1950s doo-wop uh, early rock and roll sound, you'll love this album. Which is why I bet this is up there for Mitchell, and we're I really breaking his heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I know. I, I was fully aware that I was the the outsider in this one. <laughs> well, you don't um, know. You don't. You don't know where. Little- Sorry, with my little cough there, I feel like I should mention uh, the two things kind of working against us with this recording here. Uh, I'm currently sick, and also our internet, uh, Mitchell and I's internet, is like, it's not been doing well today. So we're crossing our fingers, hoping this thing all works out well right now. It's like this podcast is being held together by duct tape and, and glue, but it's working so far. It is working. It is working. Speaking uh, of working, uh, Matthew, it's time for you to get back to work and tell us your number 11. Nice transition. I'll have another transition for us here. So, as I was saying with Please Please Me, uh, the Beatles, they weren't quite introduced here in the States. It had to take a little bit for them to come over here. Uh, now, in 1964, uh, they came over and performed on the Ed Sullivan Show, where they really took off. Um, and one standout song really took over the airwaves, and that was I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was uh, released over here uh, in the States and came out on their album Meet the Beatles. Meet the Beatles, and that became a huge hit, a huge hit uh, with our youth, and Beatlemania really started taking place there. Now, Meet the Beatles, of course, is not a part of their main discography, as we know it today, it is a combination of two albums, Please Please Me and With the Beatles, and then a couple singles thrown in there in the mix. So, with having said that, my number 11 is With the Beatles, which came out November 22nd, 1963. Thomas, you want to say why that date is important? Uh, it's <laughs> the day uh, JFK uh, got shot. <laughs> yes. Killed. And the wow. day before, uh, the hit television series Doctor Who started airing. So, pretty crazy week for the world. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, good day for the UK. Not so much for the US. But, uh, a great album was released that day. Um, of course, this one wasn't released in the US until later. But, in 2010, 2010 it peaked at 179 on the Billboard 200. I don't know why this specific one did. Um, I'm, I'm sure the other ones might have made it into the charts. This was about the time they were re-released on CD. So in 2010, it peaked at 179. Now, huh. With the Beatles is uh, similar to my complaints with Please Please Me. They haven't quit quite hit their mark yet. Um, and there's a lot of covers on this album. Not as many self-penned songs. Um, though this is the first album with a song that was written by our good buddy George Harrison, R.I.P. Um, and that is Don't Bother Me. That was his first pen song. 
and it is good. It's okay. Um, definitely not one of his greatest songs. Not my least favorite by any means. Not even on the album. Um, my favorite uh, song by the Beatles of all time is actually on this album, and that is All My Loving, a fantastic song. Um, All My Loving, which was, of course, performed on the Ed Sullivan Show. Um, but there's some really fantastic songs on here written by the Beatles. There's It Won't Be Long, All My Loving, um, Hold Me Tight, which Hold Me Tight was supposed to be on Please Please Me, um, but it was a difficult song, and Paul actually sang it while he was sick. I believe he had a cold, just like Thomas, and he sang <laughs> Hold Me Tight, which I think... Uh, is pretty similar in a style to P.S. I Love You. So I really enjoy that song. Um, Ringo, of course, says I Want to Be Your Man, which became a big Rolling Stones hit later. Um, but I think my least favorite would be Money. That's what I want. I won't spend too much time on this album because my complaints are similar, but it's fantastic. I love the cover art. Not to spoil our video, but good cover art, classic image of the Beatles. And a good album overall. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, my number ten then. Let it be. Okay. Not the song. Okay. The song "Let It Be" would be like number, like way up there. I'm shocked. The rest of the I... album just kind of drags behind it. I thought you'd me. really like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very int- rock uh sort of album. Yeah, this was this was actually their um return to form per se. Uh that was the original <laughs> plan. Uh it right. came out May it came out May eighth, nineteen seventy. It's a very and important of course, date for us. Yes it is. Yes it is. Um and it uh peaked at number one on Billboard two hundred. Of course, this came out in much turmoil with the Beatles, um, and people knew that this was it. So, of course, it would peak at number one. Sorry, it, what were you going to say more, Mitchell? Oh, it, it's just the sound. I'm, I'm more of a... I mean, I like the first, I don't know, five or six albums a lot more than the later ones. Yeah. I, I'm more of... It's like most of what I listen to is not like 1950s doo-wop kind of stuff, but I like that more than the yeah. latter half of the Beatles' work. There's just that sound doesn't do it for me as much as I respect it. So Let It Be was kind of your standout on the album? The actual, oh, like, absolutely. The song? Let It Be, the song, is well, astounding. I'm curious, what was your thought on the song uh, <clears throat> One After 909? I don't think that's one of the ones I actually listened to. Oh, you you need to listen yeah. to one after nine oh nine because I think you need to listen to the entire album after this, and I think your opinion on this album might change, Mitchell, because I think this album is kind of you in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be on. Okay, I do like this one a little. I'll be honest. I because of how quickly I listen to it all, this isn't like the most well thought out thing. No, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's no, fine. No. Uh, I, I especially think you'd like One After 909 because that song was actually written uh, before Please Please Me came out. So 
Um, one after nine, nine, nine is a really old, really early Beatles song. So I think you'd like that. Um, kind of got it on in the background now. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let it be. All right. Any more you have to say about it? Um, other than it, that could potentially change once I listen a little deeper. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Thomas. I'm happy because I get to talk about my number 10, which is the White Album now. Yay! This one has a lot to talk about, seeing as it's 30 songs, an hour and a half. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And basically my entire week last week, uh, this past week, or about half the week was spent just like listening to this album. Uh, My entire day Friday... Uh, I had a I was studying for a quiz, and then I had a huge programming project to work on, and I basically spent that entire day, like while doing that, listening to the White Album on repeat. <laughs> which, to be fair, I only got through like what three times, probably three, four, uh, which shows how long I was <laughs> working uh, Friday. But yeah, um, I listen. I love a lot of the songs on this album. While my guitar gently weeps is my favorite for sure. Um, yeah, but like it's got song. stuff like "Good Night," "Blackbird," "Martha My Dear," and then uh, the absolute bop that is "Rocky Raccoon." I might actually move <laughs> that up in my rankings after the past few days. It's just been stuck in my head. I don't yeah. know something about "Rocky Raccoon" that I just love. It's so fun, and I just I really love it. Um, that, I think this awesome. album has so many great songs. My biggest complaint, though, it's also got so many songs. It's an hour yeah. and a half. This is not an album you can just sit down and listen to, really. It's, it's like a movie length. And um, it's bogged down by a bunch of songs that are maybe like sort of okay or just I really don't like. Um, and it's got, I mean, it's got Revolution 9, of course, um, mm-hmm. which every time I listen to this album, I listen to Revolution 9, except for one time, which is I was sitting in the union of our college, the... Um, and I was listening to the album on my headphones. I was like, yeah, I think I can skip Revolution 9 this this one time. I'm just kind of trying to study here. But every other time I listen to the album, I listen to Revolution 9. So I'm a, I'm a true fan here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, um, my actually least favorite actual song, I'd say, is probably Wild Honey Pie. Yeah, that... Uh song doesn't really make sense Um, (laughs) the reason the reason why that song was included on the album is um oh now the beatle community is gonna get mad at me because i can't remember if george was with patty boyd still or if he was with patty boyd still or with olivia i believe patty i believe olivia his second wife was after the beatles broke up Uh, i a little fuzzy for me but i believe it was patty or Oh, brother. Now I can't remember. Maybe it was Olivia Harrison. One of his wives said that they liked the song, so Paul included it on the album. Um, this is a very... Yeah. It kind of just came out of playing around with Honey Pie, another song on the album. And this is what came of it. Uh, and, just as a little jam session. And it's... Uh, not the only uh, song 
the Beatles song that did end up on an album that was just kind of the Beatles messing around and jamming. Nope. Um, now, a, a fun fact for you, Thomas, because you liked Rocky Raccoon so much, uh, the character of Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy is named after this song. So it's, a, it's a good song. I mean, I don't blame them. Yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, I agree. I'll, I'll admit that's the first thing my mind went to when I saw Rocky Raccoon. Yep, it is named after Rocky Raccoon, who is not supposed to be a raccoon in the, like a physical raccoon in the song, but is he like my mind sort of always trusts that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Western song, but also like very Beatlesy, and that's, I think that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then of course, of course, talking about this album, we we can't help but not bring up Charles Manson, who took oh. this album album as a a call to action, as a race riot, <laughs> a race <laughs> war, where of course Helter Skelter the song, he took that and you know there's the Beatles casually inventing a whole the, the Beatles casually pioneering a whole genre of music with Helter Skelter. That is true. That is true. I didn't know you knew that. You told it to me, I believe. Oh, yeah. Some stuff it is... is stuff I've researched a little, uh, but most of the stuff that I know about these albums is from you just mentioning stuff. So, yes. All right. Is that all you had to say on the White Album? Uh, yeah, I think that's good for now. I mean, I could probably go on for ages, but I think this is a, a good. I think that was a good amount of talking about it. Okay. Well, and when we get to it. For me, if you have anything else you wanted to say, throw it in there. All right. So, I'm on to my number 10, which I think Mitchell's going to be mad at me. And this one was a toss-up for um, this one and my number 9, number which, nine? I, which I could not decide between the two. Um, but I went ahead and I put Beatles for Sale. At my number 10, Beatles for Sale was released December 4th of 1964, um, which if you're keeping track, um, that is not too long after A Hard Day's Night. Um, So they were on a roll of getting these albums out. Beatles for Sale, um, there was a time where I listened to this album religiously. And I think it was because... Um, it was always the one I skipped, uh, but then I got to high school and I listened to it a lot. You start getting into that rock and roll vibe uh, that they're putting out there, and rock you and really get into vibe. it. That's rock and roll music, which is on this album. Um, and this is uh, this is a great album. It, it's rushed, a little rushed, uh, so the production isn't as great as it could be. Um, and it also has more covers. So they went from A Hard Day's Night, where no covers at all, to Beatles for Sale, where they were back to putting quite a bit of covers. Uh, my favorite song is I'll Follow the Sun, which was actually one of Paul's earliest songs he ever wrote before the Beatles. So I'll Follow the Sun, I think, is so pretty. So pretty. Um, And then my least favorite is actually not a Beatles written song, but a Carl Perkins song. 
Um, and that is one. There's two Carl Perkins songs. Do you want to guess which one is my least favorite on here? Uh, Honey Don't. Honey Don't. I've never been a fan of Honey Don't, even with it. Carl. <laughs> yeah, even 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 the Carl Perkins version. And I I know Ringo, but uh, I can't I can't defend Ringo on that one. It's just I don't know. I always skip it. So that's Beatles for sale. I love it. Just a little rushed for me. And kind of a step backwards. Right. All right. All right, Mitchell. Number nine. Number nine. So this one's actually going to surprise you. My number nine is actually the same as yours. Wait. Uh, You're... No, Wait, no, I'm doing it first. Sorry, my number nine is uh, Beatles, Beatles for Sale. Oh, what? I, I like okay. it, but it just doesn't have the same energy as the first ones did. It almost yes. feels like they're phoning in a 50s performance. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree with that, Mitchell. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. There are other, there are three other albums here that I would have put it over if it had the same energy as like "Please Please Me" or something like that. It's just yeah, I couldn't really sit down and just listen because it just I don't know. They hit yeah. all the right all the right notes, but the energy just wasn't there. They sound yeah. tired. <laughs> and they definitely were tired at that time. I agree. I think the yeah. one ex, uh, uh, the one song, um, the one exception to that is I do think their version of Kansas City and Hey Hey Hey, I think that one rocks pretty hard. I like that one, but uh, the rest of them, kind of tired. Even their originals, I love No Reply, and of course I'm a Loser is fantastic, but I yeah. do feel like the the rest of the album is really tired. Yeah, so I mean, I guess not that su- surprising once I actually said the reasoning, but yeah, no, that's really good, Mitchell. Okay, yeah. surprising, still, still, still surprising to me. See, I thought some of this through. All right, well, it feels really weird when the two of you agree on an, uh, something about an album, but uh, uh, yeah, my number nine is not Beatles for Sale, so I oh. guess I have the it, the highest strength of any of us because instead, my number nine is. Let it be. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's got some great uh, bops on it. You know, the long and winding road is very beautiful. I really love that song. Um, Let it be, of course, is a classic. Get back is really good, um, and I also really like across the universe. Um, uh, I I did do quite a bit of research on Let It Be today, just. I don't, I don't know why I just kind of felt like it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I listened to some of the versions of the songs on the naked version of let it be. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't agree with Paul. I think the long and winding road is better in it and the let it be version than in the naked version. And I, I, controversial. I would, I would actually agree with you. Um, there's certain moments, of course, in Let It Be Naked that I do think it's better than the regular Let It Be mixing. I think I'm not a big fan of Phil Spector as a person, nor as a producer. Uh, so his his production on Let It Be can be a little strange. 
but I agree. I think Long and Winding Road with the orchestration, it's really cool. Yeah, um, and uh, I do think the weakest songs on this are Dig It and Maggie May. Um, uh, they're just, I don't understand the point of including them on the album. It's a little strange, and that is something good that Let It Be Naked does, is it gets rid of those. Maggie May is them with an absolutely amazing song that should have been on this album, but wasn't. <laughs> Wait, which one? Um. Uh, oh, what, what's it called? The the John Lennon one that was... Uh, Don't uh, Let Me Down? Don't Let Me Down. Yes, I agree. 100% agree. Uh, that would have... That would have... Honestly, if they got rid of those two songs and said put Don't Let Me Down, this might have moved up a ranking spot. Um, yeah. But as it is, this album just has a, a lot of things bringing it down. <laughs> enough. Uh, but also has quite a bit bringing it up, which is why it's difficult um and it definitely was between the ninth spot and the eighth spot these two albums i was going back and forth and i decided to put this one here because i thought the other one was a little better but yeah let it be i think had potential had promise but definitely just due to the troubles of the time and what was going on when they were making it it definitely had issues that are showing through with the album it definitely it, it definitely yeah. shows the the breakup of the Beatles, kind of. You can you can kind of, I guess, feel it in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, my number nine. So you won't feel as bad, Thomas. You're not gonna feel as bad anymore. Is a hard day's night. Of <laughs> a hard day's night is number nine. So I I kind of um I agree with you, Thomas, to a certain extent. I, I think it's really awesome that it's all penned by the Beatles, but there are songs on here that are just kind of meh. My main example of that is When I Get Home. That's my least favorite on the album. I don't know how, how you felt about that one, Thomas. I'm going back through and looking because I don't remember how that one goes. Uh, yeah. I had that about in the middle, it seems. Yeah, it's just... There's just... Exci- Sort of eh songs to it. Um, but then there's really great songs. I agree that Tell Me Why is uh, so energetic and so fun. That one gets stuck in my head a lot. Uh, Can't Buy Me Love is a great song. Um, deserves being the hit that it is. Uh, I Should Have Known Better. Of course, the title song, A Hard Day's Night. Um, a great addition to the big time movie. uh if i fell a good ballad from john lennon um just but but i think my favorite is the ballad written by paul and that is and i love her I, i i think that one is the first experience of maturity in the beatles songwriting the first example of it. Uh, this is their third album, and they are just now hitting like, this is, we are heavy hitters. This is a ballad um, that will live on forever. So, And I Love Her really elevates this album. Um, and also the movie kind of elevates this album for me. So number nine is A Hard Day's Night. I love it, but... Uh, I agree, Thomas. There's some, not clunkers, but forgettable tracks. Yeah. 
Okay, Mitchell. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. So you were complaining earlier that Beatles fans were going to hate you for not remembering which woman Paul was married to during George. the White Album. But I'm about to make them all very angry. Oh. My number eight is Revolver. Oh, okay. I, all right. I put it above Beatles for sale because, I mean, obviously this is where they really started to go in a different direction. And you can tell how excited they are to do it in the, in the music. And of yeah. course, everyone loves Eleanor Rigby. And I actually like I'm Only Sleeping. You do? I do, do you yeah. really? I do. Oh, man. I, yeah. Oh, that's such a good song. Is that one people oh. don't normally like? Or oh, no. I, I like it. I, I'm shocked because, one, I thought Revolver might have been your last place. I thought Revolver might have been your last place. Because this is the perfect LSD example album yeah. of theirs. And I'm Only Sleeping is kind of like one of their peak LSD kind of introductions. Not Maybe not their most like peak drug songs on this. Um, <laughs> there's a couple other ones that are definitely more so. But, oh, I'm there so just, glad you like I'm Only Sleeping. There were just more songs on this album that I liked than the other albums before, really. <laughs> well, so. What were some other standouts? So you liked Eleanor Rigby, I'm Only Sleeping? Uh, yeah, I like that I song. I remember too. off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm I like looking over this list, but I've only listened to them like once, so they're not in my head yet. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might like Here, There, and Everywhere. About, uh, yes, 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 I did like everywhere. Okay. okay, well, then my number eight is yes. uh, help. Hmm. Help, okay. Um, I really, you know, it's good album, uh, I guess. Uh, I guess words, uh, no, no, no I guess it, it's a pretty good album. Um, I really like Yesterday, of course, but I've just seen a face. That's one that, uh -huh. that'll get stuck in your head pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's got a lot of good stuff. I mean, Act Naturally is uh, a song that we own on record. I mean, that, that doesn't mean anything. Matthew owns all the songs on record. <laughs> but um, it's a song <laughs> that we have on record, but it's not the Beatles version. It's the uh, Buck Owens featuring... Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. Yep. Good version. So, Great version. It's pretty cool. I don't really have much to say about Help for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, but I do really like the album. Uh, well. And it just barely squeaked out on uh, Let It Be. Well, Help came out August 6th, 1965. Uh, so our first album from 65... And it peaked at number one. All right. Okay. Uh, so, let me scroll back down to my list. Oh, we're on number eight, right? Yes. Okay, so, I'll be the last one to bring up this album. It's an album both of you have brought up. My number eight is Let It Be. Okay. Let It Be. So, 
Let It Be has never been one that has really stood out to me. Um, until, until, um, of course, they had the Let It Be documentary that came out at the same time. But recently, they released the Get Back documentary series, which I've seen twice all the way through. Fantastic series. I recommend it to anyone. Anyone I'll who's probably, just interested. I'll What's probably that? be watching that uh, this next week. Yeah, it's it's interesting even for anyone who likes music and how it is produced. Uh, just a really interest, interesting look into the creative process. Um, Let It Be was a time for them to come back together and find their sound from the early years because the White Album had so much turmoil, which is why there are so many songs on it, is they just could not um, face their own egos, and they released every song they recorded because their song was needed to be on there. So it just got long, and uh, they hardly worked together. So Let It Be was supposed to be their um, back-to-form. And I think, I think it worked to a certain extent. Um, of course, this project was shelved, and they went back to square one with Abbey Road, um, and then later came back to Let It Be. So, um, I I I like Two of Us. I I really like Two of Us. I like Dig a Pony. I love Across the Universe, though the Let It Be Naked version is the superior version, in my opinion. I, I wasn't sure which one I preferred. I listened to them both, and I couldn't determine. Yeah, I think I think there's just too much covering up John's real vocals in this Let It Be mix. So, um, I Me Mine is a fantastic song. I gave it a five-star rating. Um, I Me Mine was the last song the Beatles ever recorded together until the 90s. And, Technically uh, true, although not all the Beatles recorded it. That is true. John was not there. John was not present. They were already in the stages of uh, getting their divorce, as John would put wow. it. And um, so I Me Mine, uh, which uh, funnily enough, uh, was a song that uh, George wrote as a criticism for the rest of the Beatles. <laughs> and uh, of course, Let It Be is great. I think it's a little overplayed now, but still great. And uh, Long and Winding Road is also my favorite. And it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. I think it is um, one of Paul's best piano ballads ever. I, I, I think it might be better than Let It Be. I, in fact, it is better than Let It Be. That's why I ranked it above Let It Be. So, <laughs> um, And then the song Get Back is overplayed, but I still like it. There's just something about this album that feels, that feels not right. Um, it doesn't feel doesn't feel like the Beatles. It feels like they were ready to jump into their individual solo careers. It feels like a uh, a Paul solo album, and it feels like a George solo album. And then John was just kind of floating around. That's why we have songs like Dig It, which Dig It went on for so much longer than it did on this album. Yeah, it went on for like 30 seconds on the album, but the actual jam is like 15 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is the entirety of the thing and Get Back? 
the uh it is i believe the entirety i guess uh, that's something to look forward to <laughs> yeah and actually it's a fun groove it is a fun groove as a jam session but not on this album yeah and then short on this album yeah and then maggie may as fun it, as it is that they are back to their roots um with maggie may it doesn't need to be on there Weird selection. I think that was a Phil Spector decision. Um, so let it be is there just for a strange feeling, a strange feeling. But there's some great songs on there, but nothing really standing out. So that's my number eight. Okay. So my number seven is actually Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, okay. I've got to say, Penny Lane, standout, stuck in my head. Uh, All You Need Is Love, Strawberry Fields Forever, Hello, Goodbye, I Am The Walrus is one we all know. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on this album. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff Um, that I could actually sit down and listen to, you know, just for the sake of doing it. (laughs) Not for the sake of recording a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Magical Mystery Tour is a good one. Um, this one was released November 27th, 1967, and it peaked at number one on Billboard 200. Now, a fun fact about this album is much like Meet the Beatles, this was actually a U.S. album first. It was not USA. released in the USA. USA. There we go. Uh, it was not released in the U.K. as an album, but rather an EP where it only had Magical Mystery Tour, The Fool on the Hill, Flying, Blue Jay Way, Your Mother Should Know on it. Um, Then the rest were all singles. Um, So, that's just a fun fact about it. Um, Yeah, it's it's a soundtrack for the movie, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. For the television movie. Yep. Which is the next one we have to watch at some point as bros... I'm never oh, going to yeah. get Penny Lane out of my head, and I don't know if I want it out of my head. That is a good Paul Penn good song. song. Yeah. In a real place. Yeah. Well, that's me. All right, uh, Thomas. Well, actually, uh, that's not just you, because my number seven is also Magical Ooh. Mystery Tour. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, okay. My number one, though, is not Penny Lane. It's Fool on the Hill. Okay. Ah, uh-huh. I really, I really like the, I really like the kind recorder. Of the, well, <laughs> I kind of like the atmosphere in a way. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it. But I also like it in Blue Jay Way. I don't think Blue Jay Way is as good of a song, and it's much further down on my list of the songs in this album. But it's just that that the sort of atmosphere going on. I kind of like it. I just really love Fool on the Hill. Also, you know, like all you need is love. Uh, your mother should know. Starry Fields Forever and Penny Lane are all like this whole album has just like some phenomenal songs, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I think it's a really well like I think this is an example, unlike Yellow Submarine, where like sticking on a bunch of random songs to like the soundtrack of a movie didn't work out. I think <laughs> this version it did adding those did i think make the album better and i think this is a really strong album for something that's just 
the soundtrack to a movie that uh, didn't do that well and a bunch of singles. Yeah. <laughs> it It's strange. It's a strange album, but a really good one. And has a lot of weirdly, like, big songs on it. It Yeah, it does. And it is, it is a strange album. Um, a little flex I have with this album is I actually own a first pressing U.S. Uh, copy of Magical Mystery Tour. Um, he actually so owns the bus. I yeah. own the bus. I, I bought the bus and I drive it around. It's very inconvenient. It's very long. And I can't... <laughs> I, the gas mileage is awful. Um, but, you know, it's still a collector's item. Uh, I, I live in it. Yeah, he doesn't have he he doesn't have enough money to get like even an apartment after he did a mess, so he just has to live in there. Yeah, he didn't rip anything out and refurbish it. It's exactly how it was. It, it is the same. It's yeah. very uncomfortable. I, it's a burden on my life. I am very depressed because of it. Yeah. But anyways, my number seven. <laughs> <laughs> my number seven is going to be a surprise. Is it going to be a surprise for everybody? And this is going to make people mad. My number seven is Revolver. Hmm. Revolver is my number seven. And I'll tell you why. Um, so, I've always, always, for some reason, never been able to latch onto Revolver. Ever. And um, when I was in high school, if you would have asked me, I probably would have put Revolver even lower on my list. And then we were actually on a trip to Branson, Missouri. Because uh, we like to vacation there. And what I... What? What happened? And I was listening to it in the back. You know, I was laying down as I do. Uh, looking out the window. And I was listening to Revolver. And I was like, this is good. But there are still some songs that I'm not a big fan of. And let me tell you. Um, Taxman. Taxman is uh, very uh, fun, and I love the like beginning count off the one, two, three, four. I love that part. And then Taxman is not; it just doesn't wow me, especially as an introduction to the album. Um, but it's still a good song. Uh, uh, do Good Day Sunshine is all right. Um, I'm not a fan of Dr. Roberts. I, I just, I, I, I just do not like Dr. Roberts. I've never liked it, and I skip it every time. Um, I like the part where they go, well, 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 that part, the, you're feeling fine, whatever. Uh, it's good, I guess, but the rest of the song, I just do not like. Um, and I want to tell you is good, um, but... I don't know. It, it, this album just doesn't stick with me. I, I love the album, though. Eleanor Rigby, fantastic. I give it five stars. I'm Only Sleeping, uh, Love You Too, <clears throat> Here, There, and Everywhere, She Said, She Said, And Your Bird Can Sing, uh, Got to Get You Into My Life, Tomorrow Never Knows, all fantastic songs, fantastic songs that I can listen to over and over again. If... If we could just take those and put them on an album, it'd be much higher. But the other ones just really bring it down for me quite a bit, as you guys can tell. Um, now, I will say, 
my favorite song from this album is also another one of my favorite Beatles songs of all time. And that is For No One. For No One. Which is another one uh, with fantastic orchestrations. And it is so mature for how old Paul McCartney was at the time that he was writing this. Um, now he was, and, and this is someone that hasn't even been married yet. He's, he's with a girlfriend. They are fighting on the, uh, uh, on the verge of a, a breakup. And he's, he's singing this in such mature lyrics. And I think, I think as you get older and you listen to it more and the more, uh, more time you have with relationships and you're starting to understand them, uh, it's 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 a weird look in on the end of a relationship and and i think he really hit it on the head for however he he was like what 23 24 at the time something like that so mitchell and i's age Hmm. um and he wrote this song and like no one talks about it but i i think it is the best song on Revolver and one of the best songs that not only Paul McCartney wrote, but any of the Beatles wrote ever, ever. So that's Revolver has one of the best songs ever, but uh, still at my number. What was that? Eight, seven, 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 seven. And All right. Just like that. We have reached the end of part one, boyos. Yes. Play. Intermission now. Uh, yeah, sure. Intermission, as in a week's intermission for you guys. For us, it's a few seconds. But anyways, yes. Uh, first off, uh, uh Mitchell, uh, what have you got going on? What do you want to plug here? I mean, I guess I'm having the next choice for the album review. Yes. I- I already know what band I'm going to be doing for that, should I say? or Go ahead, I guess. It's a kind of Swedish-American rock band called Eclipse. Uh, that'll probably be a while from now, as Matthew and I have to go through their discography. Yeah, yeah this, will be, this will be the first one I actually have to listen to, the yeah. albums. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah. And, uh, all right. Uh, for me, uh, you can check me out on the Robros Podcast. Uh, also on my YouTube channel, Thomas Robro. It's uh, the Robros Podcast. You know, kind of like spelled like that, Robro, but it's Thomas Robro. Yeah, I actually introduced Thomas to Skyrim. Yeah, there oh, should be yeah. some videos of that up. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, find me on the Robros Podcast or on that uh, YouTube channel. All right, Matthew? All right, so if... Uh... If you guys could go friend me, follow me on Roblox Forever Kings, and if you could also go friend me on MySpace, Maddie B Uwu. That's Maddie B Uwu on MySpace. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, yeah, make sure that you guys are keeping up with the podcast. There will be a part two where you will hear our six through one uh, rankings. You're gonna want to stick around because I already know that we are going to have wildly different takes on these albums. Um, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. It'll be absolutely amazing. Incredible. 
Um, Absolutely amazing. Uh, go check out um, Ringo and Paul, what they're doing on Twitter, um, especially Ringo. Oh, his his tweets are hilarious. Go check him out. And uh, his tweet has something, something, peace and love. Probably. Um, and yeah, go spread some peace and love in the world right now, guys. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Peace and love.